I'm just mentally done. I'm done. I mean, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm over this team. There is no path. They have no path, this team. They don't do anything well. They are the most fraudulent 10-win team I could recall. Here was one of those, you know, hey, if if those one-possession games, they kept winning them, right? Well, now you lost one. And guess what? You could have lost the New England game. You could have lost the first Washington game. You could have lost the first Dallas game. You could have lost the Kansas City game. You could have lost the Buffalo game the same exact way. They're closer to nine losses than people think. And I think people are now starting to realize, whoa, that this is what they are. Because they were on the good side of the coin flip forever. They lost to the Seahawks 2017. They lost again. That's three straight losses. 17, by the way, being the key point here. They scored 17 points against a defense that has been beat up majorly throughout this season, playing without their best corner and their, you know, all over the field safety, Jamal Adams and Devin Witherspoon both did not play. This team is what were I I mean again, broken, pathetic, bad, and embar- like those are the right words. That's what it is. I I don't Again, I don't know one thing they do particularly well. They have regressed in all areas. Specifically, yes, the quarterback too, for sure, 100%. He turns the ball over just at a wild rate now. I mean, we could point to them. Oh, of course, it could have been a pass interference. Yeah, sure, it could have been. The the Watkins one probably would have been, should have been a pass interference. We're going to talk about it. But it's the point. Why are we making a... Why are we trying so hard? Let's just get into it. How about this? Let's just get into it because we're going to talk about all these points. You want the five reasons why the Eagles lost to the Seahawks 20-17. to Well, fifth is their pass rush is so unbelievably pathetic that I can no longer harbor words to talk about it. They are... Jalen Carter made the play of the night. I think Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham may have been on another. They had two sacks. One had to be reviewed, by the way. Against a guy who would hold the football, there was no pressure. Yeah, we could talk about the coaching staff change, right? That Matt Patricia is now the defensive coordinator. Sean Desai's in the booth doing something else. He's still the defensive coordinator in title. That's how dysfunctional this damn team is right now. They don't even know how to properly fire somebody because that's what it is. I mean, it was a demotion. The D coordinator doesn't call the plays anymore. So now like Matt Patricia's calling them. So you're hoping it's going to be different. But I told everybody it's not going to be much different because it's still the same scheme. It's still the same players. Matt Patricia didn't have an offseason to implement what he would like to do defensively. It's not going to be much more aggressive because you can only do what these guys are familiar with and have practiced. He can't just come in here. This isn't Madden where he puts a new playbook in and you're just going to run it. That's not how it works. It's calls, checks, all this stuff. So he's only being able to run what's already been implemented. And it's this soft ass Fangio BS defense that they've been running for three years. And you're just seeing why it's so pathetic. You see it week in and week out. We've seen it. My hope is the move from uh, 
decide a Patricia or whatever is an overall indication from the front office because remember, Lurie and Roseman are still pulling the strings. They're these are the puppets down here that they are done with this type of style defense because it sucks. It's brutal. We've known it sucked. It's been embarrassing, and it, it just bites the Eagles more often than not. A bit of them tonight here when you know they let Drew Locke go ninety-two yards to win the football game. You know which we'll talk about in a second. With by the way, one timeout which they didn't use, and they did it in a minute and twenty. Kind of reminded me of what Dallas did when they went what ninety yards down the field with like thirty seconds left and no timeouts. Same exact thing. Well, it's the pass rush. Hassan Reddick zero. Josh Sweat, zero. You get nothing from your DNs, zero. And we're going to pay them? We put all this money into our defensive line, why? You get nothing from it. It's wasted money. Those are wasted dollars. They are wasted dollars to the, like, like you're better off burning that money. You get nothing from these guys. They are a complete waste out there. They give you nothing. You, you I can't tell you the last time, like, our front four, one of the edge players made a play for a sack where it wasn't like the Cowboys at the end of the game last week where Reddick had two sacks but really had generated no pressure. You know what I mean? Two fake sacks. I mean, Josh Weck gets nothing. He he is not involved in the game whatsoever. He made a play on a, a what, a pitch tonight? whoop de doo It's their pass rush. The pa- this, oh, we're going to win on our offense and defensive line. Fourth, um, Quez Watkins. And, and again, I, I, I'm pointing a finger at him, but it's like, it's not even him. It's going to be, we're going to get to the main culprit of it. But I mean, at the same time, here's what I'll say about the Quez Watkins play. He has to fight for the ball. Was he interfered with? Sure, his jersey was getting grabbed. He's got to make that though. Like, you know what I mean? You feel your jersey getting grabbed. You can't still lose the football there. You got to sell theatrics then or go for the football. But there's no way that ball should have been intercepted in the end zone. Zero. There's zero way that ball should have been intercepted. He has to go and fight for the football. He don't do it. He doesn't make plays. And again, we're going to get mad at Quez Watkins, but it's like, why are you getting mad at Quez Watkins? We saw this last season. You're seeing it this season. He doesn't make plays. He doesn't got it. He ain't it as a wide receiver. After Sirianni, who I can't wait to talk about, after, oh, well, our offense is predicated on three guys, Brown, Smith, and Goddard. We're playing in the fourth quarter of a must-win game of four, and we're calling a 50-yard deep shot touchdown play in the fourth quarter. Remember, this is like game and time situation. Don't. This isn't the first quarter where, hey, you want to try to stretch the field, whatever. No, this is like crunch time. These are win the game now plays. He calls one to Quez Watkins into the end zone, forty yards down or fifty yards down the field, and Quez doesn't help the quarterback out whatsoever. It wasn't that it was a bad throw. It wasn't that bad a throw. But I mean, he's being interfered with. Sure, yeah, the referee could have called it. He could have sold the heck out of that though. He had an opportunity to make that either a blatant pass interference, which he could have did. Who knows? They don't call it whatever. But at the very least, he's got to fight and make sure that ball isn't caught. And he didn't do that either. Third reason why. Uh, let's go with the guy who uh, threw the football, right? Jalen Hurts. I know it's going to show two turnovers. Well, we just talked about the one. We could talk about the one at the end of the game, which we're going to talk about again in a second here. But uh, I, I, too many three and outs. I mean, there's a play in the, like, I, I know we're going to see the film where it shows that 
They came out of cover zero. I think it was in the third. It was. It was in the late third quarter. And Devontae was running a crossing route. And he was wide open. And if he gets hit with the ball in stride, he's probably it's a 20-yard plus play on a third down and we stay on the field. He is addicted to understanding it's one-on-one and he's going to throw the ball down the field to A.J. Brown. And I get it. Hey, listen, I, I know everybody here is going to hear this and go, oh, well, you see, it doesn't work. Well, nobody was saying this stuff when it was working because it did work. It's worked for almost two years. We're taking shots down to, to A.J. Brown on one-on-one situations has worked out for the Eagles. Now it's a problem because it's not working. The problem was tonight, there was a lot of things where it's just, this is one of those games where it was, hey, take what they're giving you. Just take what they're giving you. I know he's under the weather. I thought for a majority of this game, he played rather well. I really do. But here's the overall encompassing issue. We had 17 points. We don't score enough points on offense to win. He is the guy who touches the ball every play. Like I said, his two turnovers, yeah, it's going to look more. But again, I understand. We could keep excusing, oh, well, I mean, oh, well, okay, oh, well, okay, oh, well. But I mean, at the end, it's still two two more turnovers. Is he being helped by the offensive coaching? Not even remotely close. Like I said, we're going to talk about the number one issue here because the number one issue, is, it, it, I've been saying it. You know, I, I, I got people trying to come at me, you know, on, on X, telling me that I don't know what I'm talking about. It's 10-3 and 3 team. What am I saying? Yada, yada, yada. It sounds like I know what I'm talking about. I watch this team play weekly. I, I know this team. I know everything here. I know what could be fixed. I know how to get guys going. I mean, they don't do any of it. There's no coaching to strengths here. But we're going to talk about that in a second. But like I said, but hey, at the same time, has Jalen Hurts regressed? He sure has. Has he playing anywhere close to the level he was playing last year? Sure isn't. Do I put all of it on him? Sure don't. But I mean, I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't sit here and tell you like when we saw Carson Wentz beginning to melt, you know what I mean? You saw it and you, you, you were like, hey, Carson Wentz is melting. And you don't want to see Jalen Hurts melt. I don't believe that's going to happen. I don't believe his contract or anything like that is affecting his play. I don't believe it's caused him to not work as hard as he should work. I, I still believe he's the hardest worker in the room. And again, like I said, a majority of this game, I thought he threw the ball rather well. We're just going to highlight the, the two interceptions, as we should, and the Devontae Smith crossing route, which was there. But the Eagles don't scheme anybody open, like I told you. I, and again, we're gonna, I'm going to hold it, because I, I, I'm going to go on a rant in about five, two minutes here over the easy number one reason why this team is where it's at. But the second reason why they lost this game is they're number one cornerback because Darius Slay had his knee scoped and he's now out for the foreseeable future. I I guess he could come uh, come back before the end of the season. But is James Bradbury. I mean, I thought he got kind of hosed. Yeah, on the fourth down play, sure. I thought he got kind of hosed. I thought it was a ticky-tack BS uh, pass interference call. I mean, they, they didn't call the one on Quez, but they called that one, whatever. But I mean, the think about this. Darius Slay is not playing, Right? Seattle went at James Bradbury the entire night throwing the ball whenever they threw it. They didn't throw it much. But that last drive, they, they know, hey, we're throwing it. It's, it's no doubts. It's going to be a throw every time. They threw the ball at 24. They didn't throw the ball at 39. They didn't throw the ball at 22. 
They threw the ball at th- uh, 24. And by the way, 39 is Ricks, 22 is Ringo, who I thought both didn't see them tonight, right? I thought they did an admirable job. They both made plays in this game. It's almost like maybe they should be playing full-time because James Bradbury can't play no more. The Eagles could have let him go. They just they couldn't do it. And God bless him. Hey, I will forever be thankful for the way he played last year. He gave the Eagles a real chance to win the Super Bowl. He And again, his ticky-tack penalty, which again, he's handsy. I mean, we it's kind of the same thing that he did here in the Metcalf tonight. The same type of play where he, he can't just help but get his arms on somebody. Cost us a Super Bowl. And now here we are. I mean, really, Metcalf for that 20-some year, like, toasted him. The play down the sideline where Metcalf makes the great uh, catch. Yeah, Brown's coming like a bullet to close in, Sidney Brown. But he was toasting, like, James Bradbury was toasted on that route, knowing, hey, they're, they're just running goes by him. And then to top it all off, Jackson Smith and Jigba just runs a flat go route on him and beats him for a touchdown. I mean, honest to God, like, he can't be on the team next year. I don't know how they're, they're going to get out of him. I mean, they're just going to eat the cap hit. But, I mean, it's done. This is done. This experiment bringing him back, it did not work out. It did not work out. In fact, if I was running this and they're trying to overhaul everything, he would not be playing next week. He wouldn't. I would start Ricks and Ringo over him. Both. I'd rather take my lumps with younger players who have potential to develop into players that you can use in the future because he's not part of it. Like, he he can't play. This was a game where it's like, hey, James, we need you to be big time here. He had a chance at an interception on the last drive. It was was a poor throw. He didn't make that. And Metcalf still caught the ball. I mean, he just... Howie Roseman made a lot of... A lot of lot of bad decisions. And you want to put him at two here too, you could as well. Because like, we can go back to that offseason, right? This was a team that was literally a play away from winning the Super Bowl. We choose not to re-sign uh, Gardner Johnson. But we didn't have a replacement in the building yet for him. That's smart. We draft Nolan Smith then over Brian Branch. We draft Nolan Smith over Joey Porter Jr., those are two really good impact players. There's no doubt in my mind, but we didn't draft either one of them because we believe in the front of the defense helping the back. Has Nolan Smith had any impact? Because Brian Branch has had a major impact for the Lions this year, playing as a safety slot player. Sounds like that's something we could have used, right? Who would you rather have, Brian Branch or Nolan Smith? Who would you rather have, Joey Porter or Nolan Smith? Not re-signing T.J. Edwards. Right? I, I wasn't so mad about it because I believed in N'Kobe Dean. Well, here's the issue. N'Kobe Dean's been hurt. The issue, though, on top of that was we just didn't have anybody else to play linebacker with them. Like, Nicholas, Nicholas Morrow is a nice, like, third linebacker. He, Him being your starter, like, every game, playing every snap, that's not ideal. How about this? And again, I thought this was a move, like maybe uh, signing a solid interior offensive lineman for some depth. Now, I will say this. 
I thought Opeta played all right, but Leonard Williams worked him a couple times in this game. And you would think a team that prioritizes the offense line because Cam Jurgens is obviously built of paper. He can't play. Like I said, he's not reliable. But the number one thing would be like re-signing both Bradbury and Slay. And Slay's fine. I, again, I know people get mad about what he says online and all that stuff, and I don't really care. I'm just talking about the football. Darius Slay, like Darius Slay is still really damn good. It's James Bradbury who isn't. And the league was telling him this. San Francisco was telling you this after the game. In that NFC, that's where they were going. And there were other scouts on other teams that said, hey, if we can get protection here, we're going after Brett. Like, that was the guy. He got us through last year. But that was it. It should have been moved on from. And they couldn't do it because, they, again, what? You didn't trust that you had anybody in place to take his spot, but yet you let Gardner Johnson go and you didn't have anybody in, in place to take his spot. And he actually served two roles because he was good at playing two different positions if needed. How about cutting Trey Sermon, who, by the way, had a nice game for the Colts this weekend, and for Rashad Penny, who doesn't play? And you would have Sermon under contract next year as well. It, regardless, that that's that's near. The, what's the number one reason they lost this game? Well, it's it's the head coach, it's Nick Sirianni, it's everything about him. It's his offense, it's his philosophies, it's everything. He can't help it. Perfectly encompassing, the very last play of the game. We are fifteen yards from winning the game. Fifteen yards. That's all you need. You have or not winning. I'm so sorry from potentially tying the game, where you're going to give Elliott a chance to go out there and make a kick. 15 to 20 yards, that's all you need. You have 13 seconds left. You've just called a timeout. What do we run? He sends Brown and Smith on go routes straight down the field. Why? Why? Because here's the thing. We can get mad that Jalen didn't check it down to Kenny Gainwell, who looks like he could have been running for a good amount of time. His two best players are being sent on go routes down the field. Now you'll turn around and say, well, look at Metcalf did that. They needed a touchdown to win that game. And there was plenty of time left. We just need a field goal. We have two timeouts left. You have the whole field to use. And your two best players are running 40-yard go routes because, remember, his philosophy is we are going to get big plays, but we're going to stop big plays. And isn't it so effing ironic that we lost this game tonight because we gave up big plays and we created no big plays? He is such a problem. I would love to know where everybody would stand on him if the Eagles were 5 and 9. He is hiding behind this 10 and 4 record. He is hiding behind this fraudulent 10 and 4 record. If Valdez Scantling catches the ball, if Gabe Davis doesn't run a corner, and him and Allen are on the same page. I mean, really. If 
like I said, if Schuster doesn't just step out of bounds and Joe barely push, like it's all these things. And then tonight you see it. You saw it go the other way. You saw the other things at the end of the game go Seattle's way. Like Smith and Jigba barely stays in bounds on the touchdown, but he does. You know those fraction of inches that you won games by? Like Dallas, where Schoonmaker was a fraction of an inch out of the end zone. Well, those fraction of inches went the other way tonight. And you're seeing why I was saying to everybody, the record is arbitrary. It doesn't mean anything. It's fake. This is not a good team. They are not a well-coached team. They are lack of talent on the defensive line to the like again, I can't even I, I can't even talk about how pathetic their defensive line is. And I'm not just and again, when I say defensive line, I specifically mean at defensive end. I saw Patrick Johnson play snaps tonight. I saw Nolan Smith. I know Matt Patricia is going to try to do different things. And the longer he's in there, sure, he will have more opportunities if he's really the the defensive coordinator, because I don't know what the hell this is that Desai has been moved from the from the field to the what press box and but he's still the DC by title. It's it's all broken. And the puppet, Nick Sirianni, the ultimate puppet here, is the biggest problem. He can't fix it. He can't fix it. His offense is so poorly schemed. You know what the San Fr- you know what like Seattle was doing tonight? They were giving you the underneath passes. They were saying, go ahead, take them. Take the underneath stuff. And the Eagles, who literally lose to every good team they play, because when they give underneath play uh passes, good quarterbacks just take what's given. Here's the issue. Why isn't Jalen Hurts just doing that? Well, that's because this guy, our coach, who runs our offense, he is so addicted to trying to create big plays that he is not giving him outlets underneath. I know the Devontae Smith one was there, sure. I know the Kenny Gainwell one could be talked about if he just checks it off. Like Brock Purdy did that against us where Kittle was in for protection, leaked out, nobody was within 20 yards of him. It's a different situation. There's 13 seconds left. So I, I, I'm not sitting here saying it's apples to oranges, but I'm telling you, the fact of this is this. The reason we don't do that is because his philosophy is big plays. He's coaching to what he tries to get other teams to do. You know what I mean? Like, big plays, right? We're going to take away big plays. He's cool with teams checking the ball down and just methodically going down the field, but he can't do that. So when a defense does to us, where they say, hey, we're going to take away the big plays, he has to, he can't do it. He can't just methodically go down the field. It doesn't work. He is the number one problem on this team. It's it's And again, we're going nowhere. This team isn't going anywhere. They can't score. Like really, they can't score. They haven't scored more than 20 points in a football game since, what, the Bills game. And take away the Bills game, I mean, even the Chiefs game. Look at how pathetic the offense was in that game. We had three drives of substance. They were just fortunate they all resulted in touchdowns. This is after the bye week. Go back to the fourth quarter of the Dallas game. 
and look at the offense you've had with the exception of the Bills game where it was a torrential downpour and Jalen Hurts probably played one of the best games of his career. That's where you're at. They're 10 and 4, but they're like I said they could be 5 and 9. Can you imagine what would be going on if they were 5 and 9 post the Super Bowl? Oh, don't worry. We could still win the division because we play the Giants and the Cardinals now to end the season. Giants, Cardinals, Giants. I keep telling people, you think you're beating these teams? Drew Locke started this game tonight for Seattle. Seattle did nothing, and I mean nothing, offensively in the first half. They, outside of their first drive in the second half, did nothing again. Really, it was nothing. They could not, they, they were no threat to throw the football. The only time they became a threat to throw the football is when they needed to throw the football. We knew they were going to throw the football, and we couldn't stop them from throwing the football. So it makes you wonder why they didn't just throw the football more tonight. This team does nothing well besides field goal kick, right? They do that well. They long snap well. They punt well. The punter's good. The special teams unit's good. Michael Clay, the last year, remember he was the biggest. Everybody hated Michael Clay. His unit is so far and away the best on our team. It's not, it, you can't even possibly rationally compare it. That's how much better they are than the defense and the offense. In the offense, it's like, who'd they lose? Who did they lose on offense that the offense would regress to this level? Miles Sanders? Isaac Ciamalo? Those were your two losses. That's it. So what happened? Well, the offense is insanely predictable. Like I said... The coach can't come off of his philosophies. There is no adjustments whatsoever. The one thing that he's implemented that's worked is that uh, tush-push play. That's it. Like I said, the one thing he'll do is if it's second and goal from the one, he doesn't get fu uh, fancy. Like that's th These are the only compliments I can give him. Like He just takes what's... Okay, fine. He listens far too much to the outside noise. Okay, we're going to run the football. Okay, cool. I mean, the outside zones were working tonight. You stopped going to them. Especially when you needed it on that time, when you had the ball on that last drive where you could have won the game. You know, first down from winning the game. Two inside zones right in a row. But at the same time, the quarterback has regressed. Funny, Brian Johnson goes from quarterback's coach to offensive coordinator. And the quarterback steps down a little. Man, where did that happen before? All right. When you promoted um, Press Taylor, you know, John Filippo left. First, we could start right there. Like where the quarterback coach goes up to offensive coordinator, you bring in the guy behind him, and all of a sudden the quarterback starts regressing, right? When John Filippo left, Press Taylor came in, and all of a sudden Carson Wentz wasn't as good anymore. Alex Tanney, all I heard was he, he, all this stuff about Alex Tanney. 
Well, Alex Tanney is not helping the quarterback. I know that for a fact. I know Brian Johnson helped the quarterback. And maybe that's where he needs to be used more, to help the quarterback. Because let's get one thing straight. This is not his offense. He could, we could sit here, you get mad at him, everybody could hate the coordinator, that's fine. It doesn't matter. This is Nick Sirianni's offense. He just lets Brian Johnson call the plays, which is like Sean Desai. It's still his defense. He's letting Matt Patricia call the plays. Like you get mad at those two individuals, but at the same time, they are running somebody else's stuff. I don't know. You are what you are at this point. The Eagles are not a good team. They didn't beat the brakes off of one team this year, right? You know what I mean? You would think, okay, they could. They were 10 and 1. They were it was the luckiest 10 and 1 of all time. Their one loss was to the Jets, by the way. A team that is just doesn't play offense. And they didn't even play offense against us in that game, and they still beat the Eagles because our quarterback turned the ball over in the most crucial moment of the game. I know he had two other turnovers in. We again, regardless, his fault or not. But I mean, He's turned the ball over more this year. He's massively regressed. I just don't know. I don't know where to inspire hope. But I mean, at the same time, I would tell you this. Do I think the the coach's head, uh, seat should be hot? I sure as heck do. I sure as hell think his seat should be very hot. I have no faith in him. I would love for him to prove me wrong. I'd be so happy for him to prove me wrong. I just don't have faith in him. Like, I watch the Colts play, and I look at Steichen's, and again, it's the same thing. It's ironically, our offensive coordinator leaves to go become the Colts, uh, the Colts head coach, and they end up having a better offense than us. Wash, rinse, repeat, right? But there's no creativity in the Eagles' offense whatsoever. It's ISO basketball. It continues to be ISO basketball. I mean, there's just no business to lose this game. Seattle did nothing. Like, I promise you this. If, and I know, oh, well, Dallas got stuffed by the bill. If the Bills, if the Cowboys, if the 49ers, if the Ravens, if the Lions, we could go through a list of teams who, if they played the Seahawks here tonight, this Seahawks team, they would have blown their damn doors off. Seattle was cool with getting their asses kicked. They really were. And the Eagles just don't have the ability to do it because they're not a good team. And I feel so dumb that I knew it but didn't want to admit it. Because, I again, you don't want to be that fan who watches your team and, you know, hey, you got to always be looking for the dark cloud. That's not fun. There's no fun in that. It is fun to be when you're winning to puff your chest. Sure. Have confidence. Sure. We were 10-1. and one. Coming off the Super Bowl. And you thought, hey, I know there's like 
a hundred red flags staring me in the face, but screw it. I want to puff my chest. I'm a fan. And I believe in these guys. I believe in the quarterback. I believe in the leadership on the team, all this stuff. But you knew. The football guy in me knew. It's like they're playing with fire. They don't do anything particularly well. They've been outgained on offense by 75 plus yards for a million straight games going into tonight. You know what I mean? Like, there was nothing they were doing that was good. Nothing I could sit back and rely on and go, that, they do that well. Their offense is just so terrible. And I keep telling you, this coach doesn't have the acumen. I said this on uh, X, and all of a sudden, people just, how dare I call out the coach's acumen? That's what I mean. I'm not saying he's not a smart, like, he doesn't know football. I know he knows football. But there's levels to it. And I don't believe he has the acumen to fix this issue. If you told me Sirianni's going to be like going to be the head coach and he's going to assist his coordinators, but he's going to let somebody bring their offense and they're going to run that offense. Like that's fine. I'd be cool with that. Like I think he gets people motivated. I think he's a good motivator. But he is not a guru by any stretch of the imagination. This is what happens when you hire a coordinator who wasn't really the mastermind of the offense. That's what they wanted, right? They wanted it the next great offensive mind. That's what they were looking for, supposedly, right? And their last two hires, well, last three hires. First they went with Chip, which, hey, swing or miss or not, here's the thing about Chip's offense. It was different. It did have success early on. It was a shift in mentality to try to find something that was just the next thing. But the next two you went with, you went with Doug Peterson, who was Andy's offensive coordinator. It was Andy's offense. And that was fine. I understood the the reasoning behind it. Because, you know, Chip was an unmitigated disaster at the very end. And hey, obviously, we want a Super Bowl with Doug Peterson. You'll never hear me say a crossword about that man ever. But you did the same thing with Sirianni, and it was from Reich. And it was like, like I like Frank Reich, don't get me wrong. But I, I you, Andy's offenses were like, it was different. At least he was pulling from that tree. It's like this one here. And again, hey, if we'd won the Super Bowl last year, it like it would allow you to have some rope. <laughs> but this thing's crumbling. It's crumbling. Yeah, they need talent on defense, sure. Yeah, they need to they have so much talent on offense, they can't score points. There's no consistency to the offense, you know what I mean? It's either hey, they go on a drive or they go three and out. They go on a drive, they go three and out. And now the quarterback has got a turnover problem. <laughs> 10 plays, 92 yards, a minute 24, no timeouts.
That's how you lost the game. That's your defense. So you stink defensively. But on top of it, you stink offensively. Multiple chances to put this game away. Multiple chances the Eagles had. And they couldn't do it. They just couldn't do it. And that's because their offense stinks just as much. Freak of the week, nobody. Geek of the week, the entire team. And most importantly, the head coach. Be back Thursday. Maybe they'll fire some more people or reassign them or give them new titles or do some stupid nonsense. But this team is broken. This season is shot. They are not beating anybody. And we could sit here in a month and go, oh, look it. They they got it. They are beating teams. They're better. They're not beating anybody. They don't have it in them. The only hope they have is that the quarterback puts on a Superman cape and figures out how to be Superman again. That's legitimately the only hope this team has. (laughs) Three straight losses. By the way, Seattle had lost three straight games to San Francisco, Dallas, and San Francisco. I know they almost beat Dallas. That's great. Geno Smith played in that game. He didn't play in this one. And Dallas still scored, I think, almost 40 points if they got. They might have got 40. I don't know what they got. It was somewhere close, though. It was like Seattle played a really good offensive game. They didn't do that tonight. They beat the Eagles. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 